0: Tommy Fury gets the split decision over Jake Paul. Hype is over. The fight's over. Close fight. Um, For me, offhand, my first opinion of the fight was, as I was watching it, was this is the first time I'm realizing Jake is fighting a guy with boxing footwork. And um, I think that was really the key difference in the fight. Uh, Tommy's boxing footwork um, kind of exposed Jake's footwork and, and lacking a little bit um against MMA fighters the things Jake was learning especially the he had the better boxing footwork and he was able to you know he was able to get in range of his shots also uh in the Anderson Silva fight he was able to use Anderson's poorer foot footwork uh against Anderson but in this particular fight you know uh Tommy Fury did surprise me in that I had seen him fight um that guy uh I forgot that guy's name, man. But, you know, the guy was like one of four. He was on the Jake Paul card. And I thought he looked terrible in that fight. You know, I hadn't really seen other footage of Tommy. So I was just like, this guy, you know, he's he's got some boxing background because he's in a boxing family. But this guy's not really much of a boxer. But you can tell he put in some work, especially this camp. Um, obviously, the footwork is not new. You don't learn that kind of footwork um, uh, in a short time. Uh, he was pretty natural with his footwork, sliding away. Uh, also, you know, good lateral movement. And Jake really couldn't close the gap very well. As a matter of fact, Jake looked really, really confused as to how to close that gap from middle to short range or even from long to middle range to get into that punching range. Every time he got into that punching range, he was almost too predictable. And it seemed like even Jake knew it and he was sort of like dipping really low and trying to like crouch and throw something over the top or trying to crouch and throw in a really, really, really hard jab, which sometimes landed, but ultimately that kind of jab being thrown all the time takes away your ability to throw a combination behind it because you're overstepping. Um, he was also um, just stepping too hard, because again, Tommy was using good footwork to, to kind of change the range, and, and and Jake was stepping, taking too big of a first step, so all he could really do was throw a really hard jab, or throw a really hard jab, and maybe uh, to the body, a really hard jab to the body, so that he would protect him a little bit, because he, if he threw that hard jab to the head all the time, maybe he would get countered, which at times he did, so you know, throw that really hard jab to the body, and he would still be reaching, because Tommy again would be sliding away, and then try to throw the overhand right over the top, um, I saw uh, pieces of both of the broadcasts uh, on BT and also the U.S. broadcast with, with uh, Sean Porter. Sean Porter made a good point uh, in the early rounds. He said that uh, Jake may have gotten the knockouts, but uh, those were against guys who, you know, were a little bit faded and taken already taken a lot of shots in their careers, you know, knockdowns and knockouts. So... It made you think, um, you know, how it's, it was food for thought in the moment as far as how 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 real is Jake's power. I still think Jake has some decent power, but then you go over to the BT footage, uh, a BT sports footage, and and they're just keep, they continuously just rave about Jake Paul's power. What you would have thought they, they were talking about uh, Deontay Wilder the way they were talking about his power constantly, and and Jake landed a couple of uh, overhand shots. Uh, he landed a, um, one or two hooks, but he never really turned the knuckle over. Um, and most of them were slaps. No, they never really made a uh, uh, took note of that you know And they, whenever, when Jake did land somebody's overhand shots they were mostly slaps and the knuckle wasn't turned over so he was never really going to be able to get Tommy's attention because Tommy you know takes a pretty good shot and at least you, you've got to at least turn the knuckle over if you're going to land those kind of shots but again Part of the reason for that is because he was reaching so much. You know, he was uh, forced to step in too hard. There's not. I think if something, if there's something Jake has to work on um, before the rematch is his his ability to be deceptive on closing the gap, using more feints, but also using more feints to punch behind and not just use more feints and not punch deceptively use feints as you're closing the gap and then throw behind those feints. Don't just deceptively use feints and then don't throw or deceptively use feints, stop, and then throw because obviously you're going to be too telegraphed. You know, there. I think that's one way to do it. Also, uh, changing your height a little bit. You see Jake was almost stepping too hard and then he was almost crouching, like, almost like... Jake LaMotta style, where it was like in a crouch position, Rocky Marciano style. wasn't a crouch. in And you know, that's kind of outdated, you know, that might have worked for those guys in the fifties, but it's not going to work today. It was like, well, like you get into a really big crouch and you just try to uh, throw those hard shots. And again, because Jake overstepped and he was reaching on those overstepping, it takes away his ability to throw a combination. Number one, also number two, he's throwing too hard with the initial first shot, which also takes away his ability to put punches together. Tommy showed something today that his uh, that Jake's other opponents haven't shown, and that's an ability to throw combinations. And how do you throw combinations? The way you throw combinations is not every shot has full steam and full firepower on it. You know, you you have you know you put forty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent of the power on the shot as the combination increases in number. You know, all, all the way to the end of the combination where whichever the last punch of the combination is is the hardest punch of the combination. You you, you end the combination with a with a sort of an explanation exclamation point, and that's how you throw a combination with both. Sp- Speed and uh, accuracy, and of course power. With with uh, because you end it with the most powerful shot. Because if you throw every single shot hard, what's going to happen is you know you're gonna you're gonna end up creating too much daylight between the punches, and that's sort of that's what was one of Jake's problems today. He was throwing everything so hard, he wasn't really able to throw much in combination. While well, Tommy was able to throw in combination because he had that concept of understanding how to throw a combination, which is two things mainly your balance and also like I just said, not having the proper balance and also not throwing every single shot at maximum strength to where, you know, you're, you're creating too much daylight in between them. Uh, again, I, I, I'm going into a little bit of things I think Jake has to work on with the rematch and the things that really contributed to Tommy winning the fight today. Uh, Tommy had a good jab, uh, a very good jab. He had an active jab. Jake's jab, again, was not that active. And, and when it was active, again, it was just a hard, strong jab, either to the stomach or to the head, reaching in. Um, I thought really Jake had a, was lost for ideas as far as in the way to close the gap. And that's why he was just crouching and trying to force his way in because it was there was there was not really uh, any deceptiveness there and and any deception any deception there and how to close the gap, and so he was just trying to force his way in because it was the only way he knew how to do it. And Tommy could see that, you know, you're trying to force your way in through the front door, uh, and Tommy could see that and he was able to react mainly because he had the proper footwork to kind of just slide away. When you have a guy trying to force his way in like that, it's so telegraphed that you know you just have to do little slides, either side steps or or, or just slide away. And he all of a sudden he, he finds him reaching you make him reach because when a guy forces his way in now he's he's given him he's given away what he's going to do now he has to throw because he's so fully committed throwing that then even if he's out of range he's still going to throw and that's what was happening to jake jake was out of range by the time he was stepping in and by the time he'd step in and get there tommy was already sliding out or sliding out to the side and all of a sudden jake has to just wing some kind of crazy shot you know um at times, Jake stepped in really hard. Tommy stepped in with him. And, you know, there was a, there was a headbutt there. There was also some, some clenching in there. I thought the referee was, you know, I didn't, mean, I don't know why he took away either side points. I mean, they, yes, there was a little bit of, you know, touch and go stuff. Uh, you know, it wasn't the, the neatest fight. So yeah, maybe there was small fouling, but as far as the need to take away points, I just think the referee wanted us to all to know he was there, you know, so he took away one point and then he took away the other point just so it didn't play into play a factor on the scorecards because. Because each guy lost a point, but I thought there was absolutely no need to take away a point. I just thought the referee wanted to announce himself to the world as, they, "I'm here in the ring too," which you know is always moronic when you get a referee like that. But um, nonetheless, it, it didn't uh, have a, uh, an effect on the sc- ultimate scorecards. I had, I had uh, Fury up uh, up a point. I had, uh, I had uh, Jake winning two rounds, um, and and uh, and then also the last round the third uh, was, was the third round he had winning but the third round obviously he won with a knockdown we talk about the knockdown again you could chalk it up to power yes it's a hard hard jab but it's also tommy's footwork but of course it's, it's a legitimate knockdown because tommy you know tommy was kind of in mid-step he got hit with a hard jab and it's a, it's it's a knockdown any day of the week it's a, it, it was a legitimate knockdown but again it was jake just being able to throw hard jabs and not even being able to follow it up because it, he was stepping in way too hard and way too strongly and that's Another reason for that is he's also trying to protect himself. He doesn't know how to step in. Like if you step in subtly and you don't do it right, you're stuck in mid range and you could get hit with some sh- good shots. You know, so so it's 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 one from one per- aspect. It's not knowing how to close the range correctly, and from the other aspect, it's also not knowing how to close the range correctly and wanting to protect yourself. So the way to protect yourself is get in as close as you can while trying to throw the hardest shot and hoping that it lands. Listen, I I, I think Jake got away with it with uh, the Tyron Woodley knockout where he just threw the hardest shot and it landed, but again. These are guys that he's fighting before that don't have that boxing footwork. I think Tommy had the, the ability. Listen, Tommy's not the best fighter. He's a, a novice and beginner himself. But he, he, you could see now what he was saying before, and even the things that I had doubted because he just looked so terrible against that guy. What was that guy a L- lover or something? The guy he fought on the Jake Paul card a year ago? Or he looked absolutely terrible in that fight. But you know, he did have some better footwork um, than you than I had expected. Um, you, he had footwork that you can tell he had had some inkling of a boxing background as opposed to Jake, uh, um, you know, still learning on the job. And and of course, Jake was exposed a little bit for not having that footwork, you know, because Jake against the MMA guys had better footwork and he he was a guy who had had shown that his footwork was better. But in this fight against a a, a guy who had a a little bit more of a a boxing foundation than he did, you could see the footwork with everything and Jake was trying to force his way in. And because he was trying to force his way in, you know, he wasn't really able to do it. He was, he was telegraphing everything too much. And Tommy saw it. But I thought thought Tommy also had that stinging jab, that that flash jab, you know, where he was able to sting it and also circle as he's jabbing. Um, Again, something else that Jake was not able to do was when you throw a hard jab too much, when he throws so hard and you're stepping in too strongly, um, you're not really able to circle around that way. Tommy was able to use his jab to kind of circle around and then throw those little combinations in between at times. Um, and I, I thought the the very, very beginning of the fight, really the difference was that, that jab, I mean, I thought Tommy, uh, Tommy's ability to throw a jab, even, even just to dictate on, on the basis of, of having a jab and on having a a concept of range was already giving Jake a lot of trouble. And Jake really never got past that yes, Tommy added some combinations in the midst of the fight. And yes, Tommy, um, you know. Did a couple of other things. I thought he allowed Jake in the fight at times, and that's why he, I had a, I had him losing a couple of rounds uh, in the midst before getting the, the before even the last round. I Thought he lost a couple of dumb rounds. Um, I know the the two of the judges had a seventy six seventy three, which means they had him losing one of the rounds before the last round. I had him losing two of the rounds before the last round. Uh, I, I don't think you can make a case for Jake winning the fight. However, um, I think there's a case there t- to you know kind of look at under the microscope at that some a couple of glaring mistakes Jake makes um and that you weren't really going to see against MMA fighters and 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 you and, and 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 against a boxer you will see it and 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 against Tommy Fury it showed Um, what's my also, you know, what's my comment on the event overall? Um, it was like, uh, it was like a Hollywood, uh, awards, awards, uh, uh, show. It was crazy. I mean, you got fighters from all champions from all over the world showing up. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously plays on that side of the world now in that part of the world now. So he showed up to the fight as well. It was, it was crazy. It was almost like a big red carpet event and like some kind of a Hollywood gala. But uh, that's, what it's, that's sort of what boxing has become. I know I have, not everybody is is on board with this, but unfortunately, and fortunately whichever way you look at it, um, this is the reality of what boxing has turned into at this point is that this kind of boxing is more popular. I t- I'll tell you what though, I've been around Jake. Jake doesn't view it this way. Hey, Jake, I remember being at the WBA convention and when they called up all the champions to the for the big for the picture, all the champions in attendance, and they called Jake. Jake kind of didn't want to do it. Jake was kind of timid around the champions, you know, and he was like, yo, you know, I, I, I didn't want a belt yet. I shouldn't really be in this picture. And you know, everybody but he was gracious and, uh, and, and was like yeah I'll get in the picture get in the picture and he was cool but what I'm saying is he has a big respect for boxing um I wasn't really crazy about Tommy Fury's reaction after the fight with Radio Raheem. I'll be honest with you. Like, he made, like, this was, like, a lifelong, like, accomplishment. like And, and bro, the only accomplishment this was is that, you know, you, you, it was a rivalry. It was cool. You sold it as a rivalry. It was a great sell. You made money. And through and through the win, you, you're going to get a rematch. is also is going to give you money. But to sell it, like, with the crying and I don't even care if it was genuine or not. It was still ridiculous. With the crying and... And, um, and that it's some kind of lifelong accomplishment, like, like, as if this was like a kid who had been in it since the amateurs and he just won his first world championship, you know? Like, he got a belt and he, and he, and he actually called it. Like, he said it like this was going to be his world championship. Bro, I don't care how many YouTube followers you got and Instagram followers you got. That's, that's a little bit corny to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you would have just been real and, and, and kept it real and be like, yo, you know what? We sold the hell out of this. This was, this is a, a great rivalry for YouTube and I'm ecstatic that I was able to win it because a lot of people doubted me. And now I guarantee myself a rematch where I'm going to make more money. If you would have said something like that and I'm excited, I'm going to beat him again, something like that. Like I, I would have gave him more respect, but to sit here and make it, like try to sell it to us as if this was the same thing as 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 a champion winning his first major world title after like raising his way up the ladder and going all the way to a world class level like bro, he knows he's lying, and I know most of the people watching this stuff. Aren't boxing fans, so maybe they don't know he's lying. But guys like me and guys and on guys in, in boxing know he's lying. Like, bro, that's not an accomplishment. That was a great money making situation. It was a great rivalry to win. And yes, you should be ecstatic about it. But to get get, get all emotional. I don't know, bro. I, I, I couldn't buy it. I couldn't respect it, man. I mean, it was, it it wasn't like he, he again, like he, like he he'd been gone since the amateurs. Where he worked his way up to a major world title and then beaten the world champion. It wasn't that kind of thing. But he tried to sell like that kind of thing, you know, with the crying and and all of that. And, and that was a that was a bit too much for me. That was that's. That's a bit too much. Well, on the other hand, Jake, like I said, Jay, even when I saw Jake at the WBA convention a couple months ago, he's he's the opposite way, bro. He's not trying to sell you this as some kind of uh, major accomplishment every single time out. He would like to have a major accomplishment, but he has always been the one to say, I I am not like these fighters. You know, I'd like to one day become world champion. You know, he even says he will become world champion, which, again might be far-fetched. I don't believe he can win a major world title, but, you know, we've seen strange things happen. I, I was on the Pro Box TV app um, uh, podcast and, you know, had this discussion about the fact that if you can get Chavez Jr. a world title, it's possible that you can possibly get anybody a major world title. But, so, I, I, while I, I wasn't sure Jake could win a world title, I, I think the conversation was in there, but the fact that Jake was actually humbly discussing this is, is, is um, I, I thought, you know, made him a more realistic person than the way Tommy reacted after this win, where the reaction was just, I don't, I don't know, bro. I, I, could, I, could, I, could not, I could not buy it. Like, I, 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 could not, I could not vibe with it at all. I don't know, man. It was actually, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not that kind of thing. Um, and I don't know if this is the way like modern s- social media allows you to just sell things that aren't. I mean, uh, I mean let's be honest, man. It's Conor McGregor sells himself as a winner for the past half decade. All he does is get his ass kicked. So, I mean, if you can pull that off, I guess there's more people doing it than we expect. And I guess this is like the real thing at this point. but But nonetheless, um, you know, entertaining fight, I guess. Uh, you know, it was comp- it was competitive, uh, but I thought Tommy, in a competitive fight, showed he was the better fighter. And I don't think there was a case to be made for Jake. I think there's some key key adjustments Jake needs to get back and work on. Uh, and mostly it is his his ability to use the jab on his on its own, um, and and mix it up uh, with feints and with different looks. Um, and, disguise his entrance uh both in the front door and on the side you know uh, disguise the entrance the way he's going to close the punching distance and not just get himself real low because he's confused and just try to overstep in uh, on the way in to try to land a big shot and uh, of course not reaching for those big shots because when you reach for those big shots a lot of times you wind up smacking and slapping so i think there's some key adjustments to be made uh if this rematch is going to go through jake's way uh otherwise i think it uh uh Tommy will probably make it look easier than the next time if Jake has not made these adjustments. I'm Polly Malinaji. This is Polly TV. <music>